Welcome to the Asia Insurance Review Podcast. In this episode, Insurance in Thailand 2019, you'll hear about how Southeast Asia's second largest economy holds tremendous economic potential. But as the impasse following last month's general election shows, the prospect of a political gridlock may have further added to uncertainties facing a slowing economy. Likewise, on the insurance side, Thailand's non-life market has perhaps not lived up to its full potential, having generated modest growth of about 3% in the last few years. In a market where motor accounts for nearly 60% of non-life premiums, the fate of the motor market has a large bearing on the growth of many companies. But intense price competition has led to high loss ratios, prompting some companies to retreat from the motor business. Nevertheless, Thailand's third largest general insurer, Bangkok Insurance, believes that prices have bottomed out and rates have started to climb back up. Bangkok Insurance CEO, Dr. Apposit Anantanan Tarat explains. Everyone that play really hard on motor, they got a huge loss. What they try to, to, to play and using as their strategies is they use the pricing strategy. Mm. So they reduce all the price mm. and we, we, we don't to compete with them with, with price. We, we, we stay with our pricing. So people tend to move to some other competitors. But once they accumulate this kind of you know, motor portfolio for a couple of years, like one year, two mm. years and three years, mm. and the loss ratio of the market going up to 70% or some, some company has over 70% loss ratio. Mm. Combining with uh, their operating expense, their commission ratio, the combined ratio over 100. So they make a very huge loss. Having chosen not to compete on pricing in the motor segment, Bangkok Insurance lost a portion of motor customers to rivals offering much lower rates. However, many of these rivals have had to revise their motor pricing upwards to make up for huge losses of recent years. And as the price difference between Bangkok Insurance's motor policy and that of its rivals becomes narrower, Dr. Apposit believes customers will favour more established operators like itself. If the premium price are really, you know, are really much different, people tend to buy the cheaper one. Mm. But once they increase their premium, mm. it's come closer to us, they tend to buy from us. Right. That is why last year, our motor insurance premium grow almost 13%. And for this year, we still see that trend. This is why we plan to grow for motor for about 20%. On the non-motor side of things, pricing remains soft, as Thai Rees CEO Oren Vong Shurapishit explains. In terms of the property and engineering, I think we are facing the same uh, with other markets where the market is still uh, very soft, um, still a lot of capacity uh, from the reinsurers out there, so still a lot of pressure on the pricing. Yeah. And the limit of flood is keep increasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, after the flood, we have we write a, a flood limit, but the, in the last three, four years, there's no uh, major flood. Mm-hmm. happened in Thailand. We have small, small flood mm-hmm. in some area. So the limit of the flood is keep increasing. The price is coming down. So that on the property and engineering market. 
Mr Eugene Fung, who leads the country's oldest general insurer, Tai Pei Boon, believes that thinning margins remain one of the major challenges that non-life insurers have to contend with. The market needs to be a bit more disciplined in approaching, uh, in looking at uh, uh, product profitability. So I think over the last few years there has been very intense competition and uh, you can see that uh, last few years there are bigger company than us closing down. Uh, a lot of company, I think because of competition, went into cash flow underwriting. So has a lot of, uh, later on they realized that the business is not viable anymore. So that actually causes a lot of issue in the market as a whole. You know, rates has not been uh, very, uh, I, wouldn't say, I would say that rate has been uh, decreasing over the last few years. So indirectly ties down to what I, what I say overall is the profitability. But overall, I think potential in this market is that the market is growing. I think there is still a lot of room to penetrate. In looking for bright spots within the non-life market, Mr Vongshura Pishit believes that accident and health segment, which has been recording double-digit growth for a number of years, represents a significant growth opportunity for the industry. Mainly because of the uh, medical inflation, um, mainly because of the new product. There's still a lot of room for the new product on ANH in Thailand. You know, you're talking about vision insurance, which is not so popular, dental insurance, which is not so popular. So there's a lot of those uh, that's coming into the market. Uh, some of the new features, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, you also have uh, new distribution channel, mm-hmm. uh, especially through all the digital electronic that uh, uh, access uh, accessibility is much easier than the old days. Dr. Anantanan Tarrat concurs health industry will be a major growth driver for the industry, especially with the introduction of autonomous vehicles in the future, potentially diminishing the motor premium pot. Motor premium contributes 60% of our overall market premiums. So if those, those parts of premium reducing, it's going to be major the overall premium got reduced. So Many major motor players now they try to chip and balance their portfolio with others like health insurance. And Thailand is one of the country that step into the aging societies. Mm-hmm. So I think health insurance is going to play the key role. Mm-hmm. But health insurance also not easy to do the business because the loss ratio is still there. Yes. It's, it's still so many challenges. Yes. So so the outlook we we, we could see that. Uh, uh, every single company try to, you know, uh, balance their portfolio by increasing some of non-mortar to their portfolio and help insurance going to be one of the product mix of every company. With 60 non-life insurers competing in a market with a GDP of about $460 billion, the market can certainly do with some form of consolidation. Mr Oren admits that consolidation has been slow to occur in the Thai market, although regulatory changes such as IFRS 17 and the new risk-based capital regime set to be implemented next year could cause smaller companies to rethink their positions. In the, in the strong company, uh, you know, you 
probably talk about the top 20 or top 25. I don't see a lot of impact to them, which you talk about 95% market share anyway. But for the smaller one, you, they, they would have a significant impact from the new regulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say that half of the bottom, they have to find their own. Either they go niche market, or they have to grow their book, or they exit. As one of the companies in the bottom third of the market in terms of premium size, Mr. Eugene Fung concedes that the likes of Taipei Boon and other peers would have to rethink their strategy in the longer run should they not be able to deliver a reasonable return for shareholders. Every year, I would say every year, there's, there's one company that closed down. You know, it can be big, it can be mid-sized. Last year was uh, Chao Praia. Chao Praia Insurance has been in the market for how many years? Easily 30, 30 years. Yeah. Personal line. Yeah. Last year, their the, the, the license was uh, uh, taken back. Yeah. So I believe that market consolidation is there. Because for this market, 60 players probably is still too, too many. The top 10 players account for 90% of general insurance premiums in the market and smaller players are at a significant disadvantage in terms of distribution reach compared to the big boys. However, the rise of digital distribution could potentially provide a more level playing field for smaller companies. Mr. Von Shurapishit believes the digital channel could open up new areas of growth rather than merely cannibalize existing traditional channels. I, I, I would say definitely there would be some uh, duplication of the two. But I think the digital also expand into the new market, new product, new concept. For example, you may go into a, a first jobber insurance, which you know in the old day, if you ask the traditional distribution to go and see the first jobber, they may be too costly. Mm. Right? If you go and buy, sell the product to them, how much they can buy, spend uh, for premium? And that probably too co- too too cheap for the uh, conventional uh, distribution channel, but with online with digital, mm-hmm. maybe it's it's worth to do it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so because it's less expensive on the acquisition cost. But for now, Dr. Anand Tanantarat feels that insurance remains a push business due to a fairly low level of awareness amongst the masses. Because people tend to buy insurance from the convincing of face-to-face or from agent or from telemarketing methodologies rather than they have their own awareness and then, you know, just try to find out uh, the insurance cover. Just only for mortal because uh, the claim is there, the awareness is there, and there is the, you know, compulsory of mortal. But for other insurance, they don't have that much awareness. Aside from agency and bank assurance, alternative forms of distribution have also proven effective in growing the insurance penetration in different parts of the country. For example, we work with uh, one of our citizens and launch our product to Thai Post, which they have like 6,000 uh, offices around the country. Uh, we work with one client to launch product through the optical shops that they have a chain 
around the country to be the distribution channel. Mm-hmm. So those are something that we think the network is still very useful, especially in the rural area. And secondly, what we like is the data. Of course, the, the data is very useful. Uh, we're working with some of the um, uh, mobile, not operator, but mobile shop that has huge data. Okay, trying to sell through that data. We work with some of the convenience stores that have data, mm-hmm. set up some marketing campaign to help them uh, increase the uh, purchasing per bill. So those kind of data is another area that we think it's still very uh, valuable to increase the sales mm-hmm. of insurance mm-hmm. premiums. The last two years has seen the majority of the 60 non-life insurers recording underwriting losses But things seem to be picking up, especially if the motor market sees the anticipated hardening of rates this year. Mr Vongshurapishit predicts the industry's combined ratio would be in the mid-90s for this year. There would be some hardening, but it's not going to be uh, significant Mm -hmm. because of the competition still out there Mm -hmm. and you can't move that quick. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, it would be more or less loss or slightly profitable. In other markets, uh, I think the, it would be like if the underwriting result could maintain on the net. I'm not talking about, you know, some of the company do a lot of reinsurance uh, uh, program and then they have mm-hmm. the um, reinsurance commission to make them more profitable. But on the net uh, underwriting, I would say combined at mid-90. Thank you for listening to the Asia Insurance Review in Thailand 2019 podcast from Asia Insurance Review. We hope you enjoyed hearing about some of the bigger issues facing the insurance sector in Thailand. Be sure to subscribe to hear more podcasts from Asia Insurance Review.